This is the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy Future Leaders is a podcast dedicated to pharmacy students by pharmacy students who are committed to making an impact on our healthcare system and providing optimal patient care as innovative and leading pharmacists. As Pharmacy Future Leaders, we dedicated our lifetime of service to others through the profession of pharmacy. We will consider the welfare of humanity and relief of suffering as our primary concerns as we apply our knowledge, experience, and skills to the best of our ability to assure optimal outcomes for our patients. And now, here are your hosts and Pharmacy Future Leaders. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Haley Ward, for the Pharmacy Future Leaders. On today's show, we ha- we're talking to Kevin Haynes, a recent graduate from Rutgers University. Kevin, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. So this might sound a little strange, but I've known about you since my mid P2 year. I was on YouTube searching for pharmacy school topics and I found your channel. Listeners, you can follow him on Instagram and subscribe to his YouTube channel at Hey J Nasty. Am I saying hey, that nasty, right? Hey Nasty, either works. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I, I, was, I knew I was going to butcher it. Um, <laughs> so to start off today, Kevin, can you tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, totally. Well, first off, I don't know uh, how you found some time during P2 year to be on YouTube because um, that's a very difficult year. So <laughs> good that you found the time. But uh, yeah, my YouTube channel, I've been involved with fitness for a long period of time. Um, I'm a big um, fan of flexible dieting. Uh, back when I was younger, I've always grown up being an overweight kid. So when I learned that you can eat ice cream every day and still like look decent by controlling your total calories... Um, I really enjoyed that. And so my YouTube channel is just mainly, it's focused around fitness, but because I was in pharmacy and all you guys listening, I know many of you are pharmacy students, uh, you all know how rigorous and time demanding that can be. So um, if you watch some of my YouTube vlogs during uh, my uh, rotation years, you can see that I developed a wake up time schedule that was a little different than most. Some days I would wake up at two or three in the morning to study before exams because it would be fresh in your mind. Some people like to sleep before, but um, so it kind of shows people dieting strategies during your schooling and how you can maintain a fit lifestyle while you're taking on such a demanding program. So if you guys want to check it out, it can be very motivating. And also if you want a taste of rotations before you go there, you can check out my rotation series where I took um, like a day in the life, uh, quote unquote, and I just took a camera around and tried to get the permission for my preceptor so you can get a little taste of that if you'd like so it's pretty cool you have i last i checked you had like four thousand nine hundred some subscribers that's pretty big <laughs> i i myself tried to do a little fishing channel and that didn't take off but that's pretty big when you got four thousand followers are you monetizing your channel Yes, yes. Uh, so I do. I have um, 4,900 people. Um, it's not as big as many of the really big channels, but uh, I do really enjoy having those people around um, checking in on me uh, and seeing what I'm up to. Uh, I do monetize. I've been on YouTube, I think it's been two or three years now. And I think my net uh, monetization, uh, my money gains is like $100. So this is not my full-time living. Uh, pharmacy is much more lucrative. <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. But I mean, it's still nice to do it as a student. Did you ever receive any checks from them while in pharmacy school? 
Uh, checks from YouTube or what do you mean by checks? Yeah, checks from YouTube. Did you get paid for your channel or not during pharmacy school? So with uh, throughout pharmacy school, it was like growing over time. I did do the 20,000 calorie challenge, but the thing that happened there was uh, to monetize, I believe you have to be a partner. And when I first did that 20,000 calorie challenge, I don't believe I was a partner or I just didn't hit the monetize button. So that probably would have made me a few hundred dollars, nothing to like break the bank, but there would have been something there. But uh, I did not do that and uh, I didn't really get any money. I think I checked my AdSense is what you're paid by, paid through with Google. And I think I checked that once I graduated and that was at like 100 or 130 bucks. So that's the whole <laughs> so, two or three years. Wow, wow, okay. Um, and how'd you pick up blogging? Did you just one day say, I want somebody to hear my story. I want to inspire somebody and just picked it up. Um, so with that, I've just been a huge YouTube uh, fan for a long time. Um, and I've learned a lot from a lot of people on YouTube, especially with nutrition. So Lane Norton, Matt Ogus, a lot of those people have just taught me about flexible dieting and it really benefited my lifestyle and my goals. So I thought once I was kind of like doing some things, competing and powerlifting and doing things like that, I thought it'd be cool to document my own journey and try to help others. And so um, I also thought that I had a little bit of a different story that some people, um, what I'm learning now is niching down. So we all have like our small space of people that can really align with us. And like uh, a lot of people on this podcast listening are pharmacy students and maybe they want to be fit. So these are exactly the kind of people that I'm looking to help. Um, so that's kind of what got me into it is kind of giving back because YouTube has taught me so much. It's given me so much. And I mean, um, it's also just been very entertaining, especially myself. I've watched probably over a hundred, 10,000, 20,000 calorie challenges and then inspired me to do my own. Um, and that is my biggest video by far. And I think it's got like a little over 200,000 views. So people like watching wow. those. Yeah, that's impressive. That's incredible. So did you do virtual nutrition and lifestyle coaching during pharmacy school? Or was this something you did after you graduated? So that I did start, I believe I started that in, I want to say, yeah, 2015 or 2016. And I was doing that throughout. Um, actually, the kind of running joke, I was also the president and founder of the Rutgers powerlifting team. So I had a few things I was doing on the side. And the running joke is I would just sit in the dining hall. Um, so... With, with meal plans is once you run out of like your, your swipes, you can like pay to go into the dining hall. So you can pay like $10 for lunch or you can pay $18 for dinner. Cutoff is I think at like four o'clock. So what I would do is I would just go in there after our first class or after the gym at like eight or 9 a.m. And I would just stay there until four, five, 6 p.m. and just do as much work as I can on my laptop with coaching, uh, the powerlifting club, like what needs to be done, handle that and then uh, what we would also call it if an exam is within two days, we would call it anti-socialing. And I would sit in the corner of the lunchroom with highlighters in my packets, earplugs, and hood up. That is hilarious. That's awesome. How did you find time to do all of this? Uh, the best, best advice I can give anyone is wake up early. And um, during my first semester at Rutgers, uh, at first in high school, I thought I was going to be a D1 uh, javelin thrower uh, throughout high school. But what actually happened when I was applying to schools, I realized I wasn't that great. So I actually joined the crew team. And what we did there, I think our practice started at six or seven in the morning and it was on a further campus. So I had to learn how to wake up early with that. 
And that kind of just really stuck with me throughout the years. I would never minded the 8.40 earliest classes. And then I just took it to extremes over time, waking up at four, getting to the gym at five or six. And um, to this day, I wake up at 3.45. So you just get really, really long days if you make the most out of daylight. Because how much, to be honest, um, people may be different, but how much productive time do you have in between 8 p.m. and 2 a.m.? Yeah, none. Yeah, it's... I, I can't even study at night. Realistically, I wake up at five in the morning like you do when I study in the morning and then I go to school and come after class. I'm just, I'm so brain fried that I just get home and go on with life. So I completely understand where you're coming from. And a lot of people don't like it. A lot of my classmates hated early morning classes because they're used to waking up at 10 in the morning. I have a four-year-old, so sleeping in doesn't, yeah, it's not in my schedule anyway. Um, but yeah, I, you're, that's super great advice. I just wish I could get to the gym at four in the can, morning. If I can real quick, I think that is way, way more impressive than anything that I've accomplished. Like having a four-year-old raising a kid during pharmacy school, that's something to really be respected. So congrats to you. And- it's been, it's been, it's been crazy, especially P2 year was hard. And that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you, like a pharmacy student who has to study all the time, who has a house to take care of, who has kids to take care of. What do you say to them as a life coach? What advice can you give someone who, like me, it's easier to order out pizza, it's easier to run and get fast food. I fed my child, I'm happy I can study. You know, what advice do you give me? Definitely, definitely. That's a, that's a great question for people that are like so busy. This is actually pretty much the place that I niche with my current coaching. I really look to help uh, professionals that have started their careers, uh, busy professionals that work 50, 60, 70, even 80 hour work weeks because we all we all don't have four hours a day to give to our fitness, our health, our, um, and put all that first. Of course we would love to, but realistically we have to make a living. We have to make money to support ourselves. So the best things, and I made a post on this on Instagram recently, there's the 80, 80, 20 rule, which I, uh, kind of learned recently. And that's what you get 80% of results from 20% of your actions. And I think that is one of the most, um, that was really, really, when I first heard about that rule, I, it really made me think about things. And with nutrition and fitness, it's such, it speaks volumes. It's very uh, prevalent. So what I would say there is, depending on your goals, the biggest thing comes to if you want to gain or lose weight, uh, especially like body fat, the number one a part of that 20% that gets you the 80% of results is going to be caloric intake. Thermodynamics, which we learn in pharmacy school, that's going to play a factor there. What is fat? It's stored extra energy. So if you can control your caloric intake, then you can see your weight go in the way that you desire. Um, the way that we find our metabolic rate, there are calculators, but I think I see too much variance between individuals with that. So what I would say is today, say you want to get started on your weight loss journey. Say um, tomorrow, use my fitness pal, weigh your food, be accurate about it, aim for 1,400 calories. If you lose weight the next day, then probably stick to it and see whenever you plateau, if you start plateauing, dropped at 13. And then over time you may get to like 1200, but then to maintain that weight loss, you actually can just bounce back to probably like 1400 or so. So that's the biggest thing is caloric intake for weight retention and even playing with it with a, within a weekly sense. So you can have more calories on this day. You just take them from the next day. Um, second thing that's really important is protein intake. If you get like, uh, eight, 0.8 to one gram per pound body weight. That's going to keep you really satiated. And also if you are training, it's going to help you recover. 
And what I mean by satiated is it's going to help you feel full for right. less calories. Um, so those are some of the big things. And then also another way to feel fuller on less calories is eat a lot more vegetables. I right now I'm at the end of a cutting phase. Um, as we would say, I actually did an in-body scan. I got to 6.8% body fat. Um, I would love to go lower for a bodybuilding show, but I'm doing that next year. So I'm just cutting it here. Um, and the things that I've learned is, yes, I eat ice cream every day in this uh, diet because you can if you control your protein intake, your calories. But also I've relied heavily on vegetable intakes because they are very fibrous, which is very satiating per calorie. Um, and I think yesterday I had 1,100 grams of bean sprouts. So that's like 11 uh, wow. servings of bean sprouts. So vegetables can really keep you full and keep those calories down. So those are the big, big things that I would say. And would you say meal planning is at the top of that list also? Meal planning. So this is a, this is an interesting one. So what my, uh, the way that I do my meal planning, so I guess let me, let me go into a, a little uh, rant on this. So meal, meal planning, meal prepping, I think is a great, um, a great strategy to adhere to eating quote unquote clean or making sure you get your vegetables, your protein in. Um, but I think sometimes we can be a little too rigid on that. And if we're only eating rice or brown rice, uh, a vegetable and that lean meat, it may make our long-term adherence a little less. So fitting in those, that ice cream or um, something we really enjoy, um, if we stick to such a rigid plan, when we do get a taste of that, we're like, oh, I'm off plan, I'm being bad, and then it's like, I need more, I need more, because tomorrow I have to get right back on it. So that's why flexibility, I think, is very important. If you do do a meal plan, a uh, meal kind of prep uh, strategy, I would say save yourself, like, maybe if your calories are, again, 1,500 calories a day. Maybe do a thousand calories or within your meal preps, your three meals there. But then the last 500, make that flexible. Like you can have your ice cream, you can have something else. Um, the way I personally like to meal plan is I just ensure in my fridge there's always a bunch of either grilled or baked chicken. You just throw um, some chicken breast in the oven at 350 for 40, 30 to 40 minutes. I just make sure I always have that. So if I do want to make a meal, I can throw that in a Tupperware for later and then throw uh, rice or whatever carb I'm thinking of and then a vegetable as well. Um, and because I see, especially with clients, is protein intake is very difficult to meet. Yeah. Um, so it's good to have sources there. So you think it's doable? It's doable for a pharmacy student? Because I always have excuses. And honestly, since I started pharmacy school, I've gained 20 pounds, 20 devastating pounds. It's crazy <laughs> how the stress eating with the exams and finals come. And it, it's nice to be in a study room and just munch on chips, but it's it's horrible. Now I'm in the summer and I'm like, I'm terrified to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. It's, it's because like, it is a very stressful thing. And like, think about it when you're studying, how many calories are you burning? You're just sitting there. And especially if you're like me, I learned with myself. Um, and I'm, I've learned this like with anything I do is I cannot work that well within my own apartment, within my own house, even though I am right here in my house, but I don't work well there because I know if I have readily available food or if the fridge is right there, I'm going to find a reason to like get up, grab a snack. And then, cause I'm just sitting and studying. And sometimes these study bouts in pharmacy school, you can go like four, six, eight hours straight um, with a few study breaks, uh, a couple 20 calorie, 20,000 calorie challenge videos in between. YouTube um, channel. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> plug it right here. Um, yeah. If, so with that is just easy, mindless snacking. But I think with that, um, some good tips there would be with your coffee, which we live on. You mentioned that IV of coffee going on throughout the year. Um, pretty much 
like keep the sweeteners to a minimum and um, artificial sweeteners as far as I've read with the research they're pretty pretty safe aspartame sucralose um, actually stevia is the one with the least amount of research on it so far um, but all all of them like none raise major flags unless you eat near the max dose for right. a prolonged period of time your gut flora may change but we don't know if that's a good or a bad change yet um, so with that reduce the added calories to your coffees, reduce the heavy calorie snacking. I would say carrots. I love carrots. I, I, I love them too. So yeah. And hummus. Those, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hummus too. And uh, just finding those low calorie snacks, having celery and um, just knowing when you're eating when you're bored or when you're eating when you're actually hungry. I agree. All right. I think we've talked about the YouTube but I want to talk about your pharmacy degree. You told me that you're not planning on practicing. So tell me a little about that. Yeah, so this was um, an interesting um, uh, like transition phase in my life. So what happened during my last rotation is I've always really had a strong passion for nutrition. Um, I really love learning about it. Uh, I like competing in um, national bodybuilding, powerlifting, and a lot of the strength sports, and just fitness has been a large part of my life. And I love teaching people about it. And I, so I've worked with over, I think, 250 people with my coaching company. Uh, and now, uh, at that point, I was on on pace to make, um, I was charging very low uh, like rates, so I wasn't like gonna make too, too much that would make like a full-time living for me to like support a family or anything. But at that point, I decided to hire a business coach. And that business coach um, took my five-year plan is like I wanted to be making um, like six figures one day from coaching alone, like something like a pharmacist would make. Um, and he really showed me strategies to shortcut that path, like really kind of niche down, work with a smaller client base, but really give them a very hands-on um, service. And really show them that I'm there for them, do one-on-one -on -one calls. And that really showed me that, that, hey, I could do this full time. And that made that more realistic to me. But with pharmacy is, I think I've been hearing that our, our six-year rotations, those credits are only, I think, they last for two years that you're eligible to use those and get your licensing exam done. So I definitely want to get my licensing done and always have that there because- As a backup- Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Always have it. And what I've heard is the exams, the NAPLEX, um, that one's not too bad, but those, the law exam law is exam. brutal. So I definitely want to get that done, get my, um, get my license. But if I can do what I'm very, very passionate about, then I would love to continue to do that. Um, and I really do like, uh, in a way, like being my own boss. I really like having to have self-discipline and I know like in the at the end of the day it really deter it depends on how much time I put into this how much effort I put into this that really shows if I can um, support my family and do you foresee yourself maybe in the future incorporating your love for nutrition and pharmacy we have um, we have a podcast on the network it's called the fit pharmacist by dr. Adam Martin and he oh, also, yeah he also does the nutrition um, consulting and I mean, I've met um, Dr. Kimmy Schultz. She has a, um, it's like a juice, a juice bar, but she's a pharmacist. So she incorporates, you know, disease states into helping patients um, with their diet. Would you see yourself in the future maybe doing something like that, owning your own business in that kind of frame? That, that would definitely be a maybe um, for me. Um, I guess I'll start off in one of my rotations, actually at Dr. Reddy's, I was able to give a presentation on, it was uh, diet 
strategies for preventing chronic diseases. And there's a lot of really interesting stuff there that hasn't, we haven't delved too deep into yet. Like ketogenic diets, like I'm not going to say it's the best diet to lose weight, although avoiding carbs is going to uh, make it easy for you to get to a caloric deficit and lose weight. So real, like just lifestyle wise, it helps. But the interesting stuff with ketogenic diets, uh, I'll also say this, they're not the best for athletic performance because carbs are very important there. But it does show some cool evidence that could help cancers not grow because cancers do rely on a lot of uh, glucose to help them grow. Um, I think it's called the Warburg effect. And I think I saw that like 70% of tumors have that. So I thought that was very interesting. I learned about that. Uh, Ketogenic diseases show great data on some uh, neurodegenerative diseases. Um, So there's a lot of research that I think could grow in that area. So I wouldn't be opposed to really trying to learn that, maybe even doing research in there. But like I also said, I would never powerlift at one point like five years ago. And then I went to two consecutive collegiate worlds with my team and helped co-found the team at Rutgers. So I never really know where life is going to take me, but my goal right now is to um, serve my clients to the best of my ability, help people find their confidence within themselves. um, Because I see when people are able to control and change their body to a beneficial state, um, it really gives them a confidence that really bleeds into the rest of their life. Um, and they're more confident being around others. They speak up more and it's really a cool transformation to see. And that's why I'm very fulfilled in what I do. Um, my, my long term goal is to own my own gym as well. Um, so that would be really cool and maybe write a book or two if I can sit down and get on that. And focus long enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. That's so great. It's so great. What would you tell a student who is in pharmacy school, but has a side gig or, their side hustle is their dream, like yours was, to have at the end. And they're, they're thinking that maybe they can't do it because they're up to the neck in loans or they've committed to doing this you know, long program. What would you tell them? I love this question. So thank you for asking that. But um, yeah, we hear all, all the time about the, the side hustles, but a lot of people, um, some people give up on their side hustle a little too, a little too quickly. But it's, I was almost at that state too. Like I was really, really uh, turning my wheels and like, again, I wasn't going to be making something that I could live off of. But sometimes like look to mentors, people that are where you want to be, they can really help you like expedite the process getting there and really teach you the tricks of the trade and like how you should really set your business and get where you want to be. But also just be the best you can be at what you love. Like if you want to own your own donut shop, learn everything about donuts. (laughs) Yeah. Like learn how to make them fluffy. Learn how to make the icing really good. Learn the toppings. So just like learn as much as you can. Um, Really love your craft. Um, These side hustles never give up on it because especially with pharmacy, my, my goal, like during my last the fourth and fifth year, like when I was lifestyle planning and things never go out to plan, but the way I was foreseeing it was I would do Pharmacy is one of the beautiful jobs that you can do per DM. Beautiful and a great side, like a side thing to do. Um, because like you can work at CVS like 20 hours. You can work at a shop right for 20 hours. And you can make a pretty good income and still have 20 hours a week Absolutely. or more to put towards that side hustle. Absolutely. And I love that you said that because I feel people are within these two lanes, whether it's, you know, either community 100%, hospital 100%. 
And there's so many avenues that you can take with a farm PharmD degree. In your case, in the case of Dr. Um, Martin, it's just so many things that you can do that a lot of people don't realize. Um, and since we did mention, since I mentioned the student loans and all that, do you think students with the stress eating and everything that we do in pharmacy school, the weight gain, that it would be good to advise to look into hiring a life coach? Yes, um, I would say that because I think, um, so I guess let me, let me phrase it this way. If you want to get, say you want to be a skateboarder, um, say you want to skateboard, but like you're an expert. Hire Tony Hawk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Buy Tony Hawk and give him 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, for real, like if, if you're like, say you are a pharmacist and you want to learn a skateboard to skip hours and hours and hours of figuring it out on your own, you're going to pay someone who knows what they're doing to teach you. And then you skipped hours and hours of learning and now you're just getting better from there. So I think it's, I think it can be very useful for like a student or just any professional um, who doesn't know much about nutrition to hire a knowledgeable nutrition coach, get the fundamentals down, get the foundation. So again, what I talked about that 80, 20 rule. So once you get those down, playing with the other, the 80% that gets you the last 20%, um, you can do that for years and really play with that. Cause that's kind of individual as well. But like when you have someone really teach you what really matters, that's going to help you so much. Like, um, so I think it is very, it can be very useful to just get a strong fundamental knowledge. Um, and that's what nutrition coaches can help with. That's great advice. And how can our listeners hire you? Uh, so I can be hired. You can just slide into my DMs. <laughs> you can DM me at uh, Heinasty or Hedge Nasty. Uh, it's just my <laughs> I last can't name believe I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because... Um, it's funny because even when I made it, I saw nasty at it because I had a few friends that really like kind of made cool names out of their actual names. And I was like, all right, this is cool. And then my one friend was like, but you're not nasty. I was like, <laughs> you're right, but it sounds cool. Um, so I don't even know how to say it. But um, yeah, so that's where I can be found. You can email me at heinousycoaching at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to set up a call with you or talk about your fitness goals and help you out if need be. Um, but yeah, and I also think that when you get a strong foundation, like in our, what we're usually in our twenties, thirties, then that's going to stay with you through your forties, fifties and sixties. And just, um, you always have that knowledge. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kevin. This has been very informative and entertaining for those who just found out that I gained 20 pounds in pharmacy school. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you had fun. And um, I just want to remind everybody, you can follow us at Pharmacy Future Leaders on Instagram and Twitter and send in your comments, send in your questions. Kevin, again, thank you so much for joining us. Hope to have you back on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Ashley. This was like out of left field. and I was really excited to be on my very first podcast. So thank you for giving me this opportunity and I've had a blast. Thank you. The mission of the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast is to support all pharmacy students by providing advice, direction, stories, and sharing with each other. Be sure to use the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders on all social media. We thank you for listening to our podcast. Please send us an email if you're interested in being on the show. Send your message to pharmacyfutureleaders at gmail.com. Just remember, never give up, stay positive, eat healthy, get your sleep, and know why you wanted to be a pharmacist from the beginning to help others live healthier lives. We are Pharmacy Future Leaders. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.